Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen. And I know, I know. Jalen, what the hell? A podcast on a Saturday? Yes. You see, I was going to talk about, um, I was going to wait until Monday when I usually do the Do This Podcast. However, there's, this couldn't wait. And, and besides, Monday is going to be another special. But this, I, I guess I'll call this an emergency podcast. Because we're going to talk about the NFL. And we're going to talk about free agency. Now, of course, free agency is still going on. But in these la- this last week, we've seen a lot of movement. Now, no, 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 no. I am not going to talk about every transaction, every player getting cut. I'm not going to talk about every team. I don't feel like doing all that. But what I wanted to do is just talk, man. I wanted to talk about the big, the big transactions, the big movements, the big names, uh, the maybe sneaky signings that happen, sneaky cuts that happen. I'm just talk about it. Um, you know, the the NFL. While the NFL and the NBA free agency is most definitely not the same. This year, we saw a lot of movement, and we see a lot of movement every year from the NFL, but a lot of big names. We usually don't see a lot of big names change teams. Uh, We usually don't see a lot of big names get cut. We just don't see a lot of big names that still have contracts get moved, but we saw it. And, you know, when, when people ask, what will be the defining move? of this free agency i think it's it'll be odell beckham now for people that don't know odell beckham got traded from the giants to the browns and on surface it's like yo what the hell bro like what the what the hell is giants doing and it's still you know it's it's weird the and and i'm gonna talk about the giants before i talk about the browns so, like I said, the Giants traded Odell Beckham, and I, I I understand to a certain extent. You know, the Giants are, they should currently be in a rebuild, but they're, they're about to hit the rebuilding wall, where they are about to, let's, let's just talk about it. Why in the hell are they sticking with Eli Manning? And it's not even sticking with them. They they keep they're backing this man. I understand if he's still giving you production, but he's not. He's not giving you any type of production. In fact, he's giving you negative production. Eli Manning has nothing in the tank. Nothing. I I don't see why it's so hard for a team. Or, or the Giants to let go or to give up on Eli Manning. It's not really even give up. He did his he did his thing when he when he when he had it. Two Super Bowls. But he doesn't have it anymore. Hell, I was watching Colin Kurt Cowherd and he said it best. The Colts gave up on Peyton Manning when he still has stuff in the tank. The the Packers gave up on Brett Favre, and they're, both of them are way better than Eli. So what is it about New York, and why can they not give up on Eli? And what's even worse is that players see this. If, if media sees this, if podcasters like myself see this, players see this. And it's like, yo, why the hell 
are we sticking with this man? Like, Eli Manning is a two-time Super Bowl champion. That's not that's not debatable. And he was a very integral part in those Super Bowls. It's not like he just, you know, didn't didn't help. But when we're talking about currently, what have you done for me lately? What he's done for them lately is be top five in interceptions the last three years. And he overthrows receivers. He underthrows receivers. And behind that trash-ass offensive line, he's he usually leads or close to the top in the league in, in sacks. Yes, I'm pretty sure that the Giants are thankful for what or, or Giants fans are thankful for what Eli has done as in giving or helping them win two championships, Super Bowls. But that's over with, bro. That's over with. And then we get back to the Browns in this Odell Beckham trade. Well, with the Giants, okay, with the Giants, that now people are going crazy, and I, and I understand. You're trading arguably a top five uh, – when when his career is over, Odell Beckham Jr. could be top five wide receiver of all time. And I understand, like, what, you have that in your building. Why would you give that up? And it goes back to the rebuilding process. The Giants are about to be in a rebuilding process, whether they like it or not. Eli's 40. You got to get off of him soon. You're about to reach, hopefully, hopefully, you're about to draft a quarterback, which, but I just saw, I just heard a report, they might not even draft a quarterback. They might wait another year. At the sixth pick, while they could get Dwayne Haskins, maybe, they, I, I'm, I'm hearing stories that they might wait till next year. So they're about to hit a rebuilding, a rebuilding process, and you, you sign Odell Beckham to that huge contract, and then he goes, you know, on ESPN and does the interview with Josie Anderson saying how much, you know, he 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 doesn't feel he gets the opportunity he needs in in New York. He kind of he pretty much blasts Eli and and the organization, and and, and it seems like he doesn't want to be there. Now, no, I'm not faulting him for getting his money, but he just seems like he doesn't want to be there. And you. You don't when you're starting a rebuild process, you want players. One, you want young players, and two, you want players that are committed to the rebuilding process. If Odell Beckham and, they're, and it's crazy, they're not trying to rebuild right now, but if Odell Beckham doesn't want to be with them and they're not even they haven't even hit the rebuild wall, more than likely is his frustration is going to get a lot more vocal once that rebuilding process starts. And you don't want him to change the mindset of the team. You definitely don't want him to change the mindset of the young players like Saquon Barkley, who right now is arguably top three running backs in the league. So I understand from a Giants point why you would trade Odell Beckham right now. I get, I understand that. Would I do it? No, but I do understand. What I do not understand, however, is you trade Odell Beckham. 
hours later, you pretty much give a stamp of approval for Eli Manning. Then you go out and get Golden Tate, who is pretty much the same exact player, just a tad bit better after the catch as Sterling Shepard. So you lose a number one option and now have two number two options. The Giants don't know what the hell they're doing, man. The Giants don't know what the hell they're doing, and it shows. And it doesn't, like I said, I I understand the trade, but I I don't understand. Now, of course, they have the sixth pick, and because of the trade, they have the 17th pick this year. But I don't understand the moves after. If you trade someone like Odell Beckham Jr., not only do you lose a number one, but you're supposed to have something like you're supposed to have like a, 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 a something following that. You're supposed to have maybe maybe with the 17th pick, if he's still there, they get DK Mon, uh, DK Mon, Moncrief from Ole Miss. Maybe with the sixth pick, they get him and then they just they just don't get a quarterback for, for some reason. I don't know. But the Giants right now are in a weird spot. They're they're in they're in a weird spot, a spot that I don't understand. And that not only does that since since we're since we're on it, well, of course we're going to get to the big big names. But since we're on it, let's talk about the NFC East. I'm a Redskins fan, diehard Redskins fan. And the moves that we made would be smart if we weren't the Redskins. And I'll tell you why. The Redskins are known to make bonehead moves. Landon Collins was a good pick, pickup. Landon Collins was a great pickup. If it wasn't for the fact that we overpaid for this man. Landon Collins, while Landon Collins is good, don't get me wrong, Landon Collins is a solid safety. But we give Landon Collins, the same Landon Collins, by the way, who had his struggles last year. No, I'm not throwing him on the bus, and I'm not saying I'm not excited to have him because he's better than, I mean, shit, we, we still <laughs> we still need uh, we still need help defensively. Especially after giving up uh, or letting go of Zach Brown and Stacy McGee and letting go of Pearson Smith, but we gave Landon Co- Landon Collins, by the way, six year, eighty four million dollars, forty four point five million guaranteed. Look here, man. Look, I'm all for people getting money. I'm not saying he don't deserve his money, but you give Landon Collins eighty-four million dollars, Landon Collins, and then turn around and yesterday we we got Dominique Rogers Camardi. Wow, that would be good. Three years ago, homie was on in retirement, and he came out of retirement. Jesus. 
the Redskins are again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crapping on. I'm not shitting on Landon Collins. What I'm just saying is he's a good player, but he's not no six year, eighty four million dollars good. That's top top safety. He's not a top top safety. That's like number one safety. And he's, oh man. Oh, and 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 the thing about Case Keenum now, of course we we trade for Case Keenum. And I'm gonna tell you, I mean it's it's good. It's a good trade because we don't have a quarterback, and we don't know if Alex. We pretty much know Alex Smith ain't coming back next year. Colt McCoy is not a number one. We we've learned that. And he's a safe pick. He doesn't really hurt too much if he doesn't work. I mean, he might hurt like he might hit about three million on the cap space, but hell, he's better than what we have. So, I, you know, I, I I see. I Case Keenum, Case Keenum can be good for us, and I say good as in better than what we would have, which is nobody. <laughs> Again, Colt McCoy is not a number one. And the Eagles made, made made good moves. They got Malik Jackson and they got Deshaun Jackson. And the Cowboys, they're 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 going through something, you know, franchise tagging uh Taylor and and trying to figure that out. So right now that pretty much leaves the NFC wide open for the Eagles. Redskins are going through a lot. Giants, oh, oh God! Don't again. The Giants is is more than likely will be at the bottom, not even of the NFC, just the bottom of the NFL next year or the year before, or I mean the year after. And the the while the Cowboys have a lot of good young pieces, they're still trying to get the contract stuff situated. So this pretty much leaves the Eagles a, a wide open a wide open lane for number one in the NFC East next year. And with the moves they made, you know, letting go of Nick Foles, which means that now we don't have to worry about, oh, is it Nick Foles' team? Is it Carson Wentz' team? Which which will help. They did lose they did lose Michael Bennett to the Patriots, but, you know, he, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on him. I'm not doing none of that, but, He's pretty much on his last leg. He's still he's still a solid player and he still has more to give, but he's on his last leg. So I I you know I, the Eagles are pretty much there. They they're pretty much prime. You bring back Deshaun Jackson, which gives Carson Wentz another deep threat, and and we'll see how it goes. You still have you re-sign Julius Pepper, uh, no Justin Peters. I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, that's the, the Eagles are, are are pretty much, you know, set, and that that's that and that's that's how it is. The Titans uh, yesterday, the Titans traded for Ryan Tannehill, so that that kind of I mean, <laughs> you have Marcus Mariota, who is constantly injured injured, but that's the fact that the Titans. Have one of the worst lines in the NFL, and Ryan Tannehill is frequently injured, so I I don't know what that does. That you know, that's just something to speak about. 
But now that we, because we talked about the NFC East, let's 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 go back to the big one. So Odell Beckham Jr. and the Browns. Now, are the Browns a Super Bowl contender right now? I don't know. Yes, you have Odell Beckham, you have Jarvis Landry, you have Baker Mayfield, you have what Carlos Hyde? Or Nick Chubb, I'm sorry. You have Miles Garrett, uh, Sheldon Richardson came. Now you have Kareem Hunt, who we'll talk about a little bit, and Olivier Vernon, which are all all great picks, ups, all great players, all good talent. But you have Freddie Kitchens, who is a first-year coach. I don't think that this 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 is a t- all right. So Sean McVay was able to coach the Ravens who have a slew of high profile high energy players to the Super Bowl did they win no but he was able to coach it but he had years of experience of coaching whether it's assistant coaching or or offensive coordinator he had experience Freddie Kitchens is coming off of one year of of being a coordinator and now he has to coach Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb. Come on, man. And then we get back to Kareem Hunt, who of course we all seen the video of of his you know domestic violence with the young lady. And he got suspended eight games. Now, when he comes back, that's another dynamic running back that you have. And that's just another personality that you have to deal with. If he can do it, then he can do it. And if, if he can do it, then I don't see why the... the I'm not going to say Super Bowl champions... Or Super Bowl contenders, but I don't see why the Browns can't win the what is it AFC East, AFC North, AFC whatever they are the division they are. Because we're also going to talk about how the Steelers got worse, and that's really the only competition in that division. The Ravens got worse, and you know we'll have to see. But that is that's that's a lot of. That's a lot of personalities to deal with. Now, of course, everybody will look at the Rams. But again, Sean McVay has a lot more experience than Freddie Kitchens. But Odell Beckham is going to change. Well, he he is the type of player that can change a franchise. He can change. Hell, when's the last time we talked? I don't think we ever, except for maybe Jim Brown. When's the last time we talked about the the Browns being a Super Bowl contender? Or if they are. Hell, what, just two years ago they were 1-31? Like, come on. And the other the other big, big move was the Raiders getting A.B. Now, I've talked about this a couple times on, on past episodes. And we know A.B. is a top five receiver in the league. Hell, if you ask me, he's number one. 
And if it was just that, if it was just AB, I would be like, I mean, what else? But they also got LaMarcus Joyner, and they also got Trent Brown. And let me tell you, let me tell you about that Trent Brown contract. That is the stupid. I'm not gonna say stupidest contract, but why would you trade Trent Brown four years, sixty-six million, making him the highest offensive lineman in the league? He wasn't the. He wasn't even the best offensive lineman for the Pats. The Pats let him go easily. I don't. I don't understand it. They also released Jordy Nelson, so it kind of feels like they don't know what they're doing. It kind of feels like they're just, uh, it, it kind of feels like they're just winging it, you know. It kind of feels like, I mean, okay, we got A.B. Let's see what else we can do. Let's see what else we can get. It kind of feels like they're, they're going as the day goes. Like I said, why would you, why would you give Jordy Nelson with a three-year deal, and then cut them the next year. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but I mean, they got AB. They, they got, they got AB, and they got Derek Carr, who are potential, of course, cornerstones, and we'll see how how they how they gel together. But <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders are in a weird spot. The Raiders are in a real spot. They can go, they can go one way, they can go another way. We don't know. Again, I I said this on Twitter. He he'll oh, Antonio Brown can lead the league in receptions and touchdowns, but he'll still <laughs> be on a three and or what three and thirteen team because they still have problems on their defense, major problems on their defense. In fact, their defense is still one of the worst. I mean, yeah, Lamarcus Joyner helps, but Lamarcus Joyner wasn't even the best defensive player for. The Rams. Now, yes, again, he will help, but they still have a lot more holes to fill. Um, and let's 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 talk about the the third big move, which was Le'Veon Bell getting signed to the Jets. Now. I'm not one to tell somebody when they're wrong or when they're right. You make a decision on your own. You're your own person. You do your thing. I'm not one to say that you don't know what you're doing. I'm not one to count nobody's money. I'm not one to do any of that. But when you bet on yourself like a like. Le'Veon Bell bet on himself. I would I would expect you to have a solid end game. And I say that to say, Le'Veon Bell missed out on pretty much fourteen million dollars. Now, he did an interview. I, I, I believe it was with CBS Sports. I don't remember who it was with. But he did an interview. And he said he thinks it was a smart decision and he made the right decision sitting out sitting out the year the entire year from the Steelers. 
and when I, I I understand because you know that's a year to get your body right. That's your year of of rest, a year where you can you can you don't have to take punishment week after week. But when you lose out on 15, 14 million dollars pretty much. I would expect and I'm almost sure he expected to get more than four years, 50, $52.5 million with $35 million guaranteed. Now, of course, with incentives, it can go up to $61 million, Which makes him pretty much in the same ballpark or, you know, making same in the same range as like Derek Johnson or David Johnson. Sorry, David Johnson from the, the Cardinals. Le'Veon Bell wasn't expecting to get paid like one of the top running backs. He was expected to get paid like one of the top players in the league. And that just didn't happen. He was shown that what the market is for him and is not one of the top players in the league. They don't want a a player that teams were looking at okay this is a player that sat out the entire year he also has a history off the field and he also has the perception i don't know if he is or not but he has a perception to be difficult in the locker room and teams put that teams put that into consideration when when dishing out money to him. No, I don't I don't I don't think Okay, in terms of getting healthy, yes, it was a smart, smart move. It was a great move because like I said, he takes he takes a beating as a running back, which is probably one of the most one of the most physically taxing positions on the football field and the the Steelers were running him to the ground because he's I mean he's one of the top running backs to me when he's healthy he is the best running back but he thought he was going to get more that's why he 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 lost out on 14 million now you're never going to get that money back and while he has an, a good contract, it's not a great one. And I'm almost sure that's not the contract he thought he was going to get. He thought he was going to get a lot more. Again, this puts him in the ballpark with David Johnson. And if you ask me, he's leaps and bounds better than David Johnson. He thought he was going to get quarterback money. Hell no. D- does he deserve it? Maybe so, yeah. But wasn't no team, no team was about to give him no quarterback money. And as unlucky and unfortunate that is, that's just the reality. And we we saw that. So again, did he win? Did did he did he make the smart decision? I to get himself healthy, yes. But if we're talking about a pure money standpoint, then no, not at all. To me, he could have he could have. He could have got the same amount of money 
that he got in this contract and still played this year or last year. But in totality, the Jets got a lot better. Picking up Le'Veon Bell, picking up Jameson Crowder from the Washington Redskins, picking up C.J. Mosley from the Ravens. While I still don't think they have aggressively addressed their major problem, which is their offensive line. Yes, they made a couple offensive offensive moves, you know, with, with the offensive line, but they have not addressed it how I think they should. But what the hell do I know? I do think that the Jets had a great off, I mean, a great free agency so far. Again, and 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 the at least Le'Veon Bell and Jameson Crowder give Sam Darnold a weapon that he just hasn't had. You give Sam Darnold one of the best wide receiver, I mean, best uh, running backs in the league, who is also a great wide receiver, because <laughs> he the way he can catch the ball, catch the ball out the you know out the outfield, and Jameson Crowder, who's a deep threat. And a speedy receiver. This gives him more another. This gives him more options. And I think this is going to be crucial. In his development. As in Sam Darnold. And while the Jets have always. Their, their calling card has always been their defense. It's, it's, it's been it's been shaky the last few years. You pick up C.J. Mosley who is a multiple pro bowler you you you're winning <laughs> that's a that was a great move again i still think they need to address their biggest issue which is the def- i mean the offensive line but they the moves that they did make will most definitely help Sam Darnold, not not even just not even just in the short term, but the long term as well. If they stay for long periods of time, and because we're talking about C.J. Mosley, let's let's talk about the Ravens real quick. So the Ravens pretty much lost their entire defense. Terrell Suggs is gone. C.J. Mosley is gone. They they released Eric Weddle. I understand that they would be the release. The, the, I understand why they released Eric Weddle. You know he's he's expensive, as well as C.J. Mosley and and other players that they lost or released. I kind of understand that, kind of. But I do know that going into this season, you want everything. You want as much help for Lamar Jackson as possible. Lamar Jackson is about to go on his sec, about to come into his second season, where now he's the number one. He's the number one quarterback. He is. He last year I think he was so successful because he nobody knew what they were getting from him. 
Week after week, teams couldn't scout them because they didn't have enough tape. They didn't know. Now you have teams that have a, 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 a lot of tape on him. So which means a lot of the, the moves and a lot of the, the crazy plays he was doing is not going to work. And while you get Mark Ingram from the Raven, I mean, from the Saints, you still want as many guarantees as possible with Lamar Jackson. And one of the guarantees that the Ravens always had was their defense was going to be a top-level defense. Now I just don't know. Yes, you get Earl Thomas, but Earl Thomas is also coming coming off of a broken leg. And Earl Thomas is aging. You lose Terrell Suggs. You lose Eric Weddle. You lose C.J. Mosley. And you lose a couple other pieces on the defense. Right now, their defense is as much of a question mark as their offense. The only yes we know about their offense is that Lamar Jackson is going to start. Mark Ingram is going to be good. And Earl Thomas is going to make a play or two. And I'm not saying that he's only good for a play or two. I'm saying that, he again, he's still coming off of a broken leg. So we need to see how how durable he is. So I don't see this. This is going to be a real, a real iffy year for the Ravens. And that, and to me, that is not what you want going into going into a year where Lamar Jackson will be starting for the first time the the entire year. And now that since, you know, since last year, now teams have tape on him. Again, you want as many guarantees as possible. And the Ravens' defense was always a guarantee. Right now, it's one of their biggest question marks. The Rams made some moves. They re-signed Derek Fowler, and they get they got Eric Weddle. The Rams' biggest problem was they couldn't stop. They couldn't. There's. <laughs> they couldn't stop anyone from passing the ball. They couldn't. Their safeties, their corners were, tra- and you know, Talib was good, but outside of him, Marcus Peters always gambled, and their their safeties were garbage. Picking up Eric Weddle was 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 a smart move. He's a multiple Pro Bowler and he, and he's a great player. And re-signing Dante Dante Fowler was smart as well. Um, he one of one of the one of the things that the Ravens did, I mean the Rams did do well, was stop the run. With you know Fowler, you had Aaron Donald, you had Ndamukong Sue. They they were good at stopping the run, and they did that. And I still think they might want to get another running back. Not saying to start because Todd Gurley, we, we've heard the reports and see the reports about the arthritis. And I'm not saying that just automatically loses him his job. But you do want, you know, I don't know 
how much of an insurance policy C.J. Anderson can be for an entire year. But the Rams, the Rams made some moves, made some quiet moves. Again, I'm not about to talk about every every move. Of course, the the Bears made a lot of a lot of defensive moves. One of the biggest ones was they got Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That they're they're really gonna help. They're gonna help the the Bears. The Bears defense has always been solid. The Bears defense has always been, and you know their their calling card. And now that you have Mitch Trubisky was playing, he he played well last year. You have Tyreek Cohen. The, the, they're going to be they're going to be solid. They the Bears are going to be solid. The Rave the 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 Packers made some made some moves too. Now the Packers have always been used to like when we think about the Packers, the Packers are usually they don't like to spend a lot of money. They don't they don't like to spend a lot of money. They don't like to they usually like to go through the draft and see how that works for them. Now, this was I. This was important for the for the Packers to spend money because you got a new coach. You you lose. You had a, you had a very tough season last year. They needed to they needed to show Aaron Rodgers that they're committed. So when they get Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. They're pretty much reshape, you know, retooling their defense, which has always been a problem. The one time that their defense was not a problem is the year that they won the Super Bowl. So I think that them, the 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 Packers spending money is showing Aaron Rodgers that they are committed. Now, of course, they're still they still need need some help at the running back position. They still need. A couple more receivers. They they need to give they need to give uh Aaron Rodgers some more weapons. Now the Raiders did release Jordy Nelson, and there have been rumors and reports that Jordy might be back with the Pack Packers. Because you remember Aaron Rodgers was not happy when they traded him. Jaron Cook is still a free agent, and and he's a he's a really good tight end. So there's still a couple people out there that that they could they could getting free agency there's still a couple people they can trade for they still have a couple draft picks they have a couple solid pieces so the Packers I don't believe are finished with this offseason a couple another a couple other big names that are big transitions that happened was Honey Badger went to the Chiefs D Ford got traded to the 49ers the Saints pretty much choose the uh, Murray from the Vikings over Mark Mark Ingram, which we just talked about. Mark Ingram is now a Raven. Eric Berry got released. <laughs> it's cold world. Again, we talked about Golden Tate to the Giants. Devin Funches gets to the, goes to the Colts. That's the best. That's the best the Colts can do is get Devin Funches, who struggled as a number one receiver for the Panthers. Now while. Aaron, I mean Andrew Luck is a more accurate quarterback than Cam Newton. You still were, you still were number one, and you and, and struggled. 
Now, of course, he's going to be number two uh, behind T.Y. Hilton, but, yeah, that's the best you can do close is Devin Funches. Okay. And the best you can do is Devin Funches while there was reports that you were in the running for A.B. and Le'Veon Bell and they both didn't get to you, go to you? Okay. Okay. Kenny Vaccaro re-signs with the Titans. And we just talked about the Titans also get also get Ryan Tannehill as pretty much insurance behind Marcus Mariota, but I don't know how much insurance he'll be since they're both pretty much injury prone. And the last thing I'm going to talk about before we go, again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I do appreciate you guys listening. But the last thing we'll talk about are the, are the Steelers. The Steelers lost A.B. to the Raiders. The Steelers lost Le'Veon Bell. Well, they lost Le'Veon Bell pretty much a year ago. The Steelers also lost Jesse James, their tight end, to the Lions. This, and I believe I talked about this before in a... In a, in a previous podcast but this this is going to be a very important year for the Steelers this is the first time I can remember that on paper the Steelers aren't good enough to be considered one of the top teams in the AFC Yes, you have Big Ben, who's still a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Yes, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, but he's been a number two. And and yes, he's good enough to be a number one, but he's been a number two his entire career behind A.B. So he he hasn't had to worry about double teams and, and coverages solely focused on stopping him. Now he has to. Now we know that James Conner is going to be your feature back. And while he was good, I mean, he shouts out to James. He, he helped me in my fantasy league. <laughs> How good is he going to be as, an, as a feature running back the entire season again? Because remember, he got hurt last year. And they still, and I say, we say this year after year, they still need to, sh- to, to, help their defense their defense has not been good since Ryan Shazier went down now shouts out to Shazier he's walking Uh, I don't know how much football he's going to be playing in in the next few years because he's still you know in rehab but his injury could have been death his injury could have caused him not to walk ever again and he's he's fighting the odds so shouts out to him but They still, their defense is still not good, and you lose pretty much three highly important players, and not even just highly important. You lose to me the number one wide receiver in the league. When healthy, you lose the number one running back in the league, and you lose one of your safety nets, which is Jesse James. 
the Steelers are going to this going to be a a a. We're about to see what the Steelers are made of, we're, and we're, and we're really about to see what. Not only are we about to see what AB is made of and the Raiders because he's never he's always played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, and while Derek Carr is good. He's not. He hasn't done any. Like he's not to me right now. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. So we're really about to see what Le'Veon, what AB's made of. We're about to see what Le'Veon Bell's made of. You know, you sit out a week. I mean, you sit out a year, and you pretty much got what you wanted. You wanted a new team. You wanted a new contract. You wanted some guarantee. You know, some stability, some guarantees. We're about to see. Are you still the Le'Veon that warrants that money? And we're about to see what Ben, Big Ben is about. Big Ben has always played with a solid, at least two wide receivers. From San Antonio Holmes to AB to Juju. And we're about, like, now there's a lot more on his shoulders. A lot more on his shoulders. And Kenny, I think he can do it, and I think he can weather it, but we're really about to see just, you know. While Big Ben is still aging, and he and he's he's aging, that's that's no, you know, that's no that's no secret. We're about to see what he and the Steelers are made up. And the thing about that is because they lose a I mean because they lose Antonio Brown, they really they pretty much can't make any any free agent moves. Cause they're still I think like twenty something million or to, or or twelve something million hitting the cap because they because of A B. Now of course that changes next year, but this year they can't really make any moves. So this year the team that they have right now is pretty much the team that they have. Unless they lose a couple more players, so we're really we're really about to see what they're made of. I mean, they're still they're still solid free agents out there. You st- we're still got to see what Ezekiel Ansah is going to do, Justin Houston, the um, Dominican Stu- Sue needs to still get a contract. Eric Berry, we we just talked about him being released. Clay Matthews is a free agent. Uh, you know, Jaron Cook, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, Ronald Darby. TJ Yelton. So so there's there's people there's people out there that they can still pick up. Rashard Breeland. And we'll just we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But man, that that's been it, man. That is the unpopular podcast. That is the free that's my free agent special. Again, this this ain't about to be like no long uh, we just talked about one topic. Again, I do appreciate you guys rocking with me. Uh Monday, we're still gonna have a podcast. That's gonna be a March Madness special we're going to talk about you know we're not going to talk about every single team that's going to make the uh, tournament we're just going to talk about some of the big some of the big uh, big teams we're going to talk about the bracket how that shapes up we're going to talk about who who could be upset and when they can get upset and we'll just have a talk again this is the unpopular podcast it's your boy Jalen and I do appreciate it this has been the NFL free agency emergency podcast episode because this is a popular podcast i'm just rapping at this point uh until next time man much love
America got a thing for this gangster shit, they love me Black Chuckers, Black Scully, London Pele Pele I take spit over rainbow shit I'm a fan dude, got that silver duct tape On my tray handle The women in my life bring confusion to shit So like Nino and New Jack, I'll cancel that bitch Look at me, this is the life I chose Niggas around me so cold, man my heart done froze I build an empire on the load and ox don't know I'm the weatherman, I take that cocoa leaf and make that snow Sit back, watch it turn the door, watch it go out the door O after O, you know Homie, I'm just triple beam, dreaming, niggas be scheming, I feel a little